I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the world's first Paul Weller fan podcast. I'm Dan Jennings and 10 years ago I gave up my life stream and career as a radio presenter with one big regret – never getting to interview my hero, the legendary British musician, Paul Weller. This podcast exists purely to solve that issue. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Paul. This week, we head across the English Channel to France with our vaccination passport at the ready to chat to the lovely Christophe Vallon, the man behind the fabulous music of Le Super Armand. In early 2019, his debut album Meadow Lane Park was not only dreamlike and enchanting, but the critics loved it. And if you read any interview with Paul Weller from around that time, he seems to be raving about it too. So much so that he invited Le Super Omar to open for him on the European tour that was sadly postponed. Plus, Christoph incredibly got to remix one of the tunes for the On Sunset Remix EP last year. So let's get into it. Hey, Christoph. Thank you. Thank you for meeting me. Where in the world do we find you right now? Uh, we, um, I'm based in the um, south of France, Avignon. I don't know if you know the, the song. It's a famous song in all over the world called Sur le Pont d'Avignon. It's a town in the south of France. My folks used to live in um, Limoges, so I know that Limoges, bit of France yeah. quite well. It's, a, it's a, a bit far away from me, but it's approximately the south of France. It's in France, that's much I know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Paul Weller Fan Podcast, and I'm really excited about getting into some of this stuff with you because you're, you're a huge Paul Weller fan, right? Yeah, yeah. Since I am... I think uh, I started to listen to the jam when I was a teenager, you know. I was into the mod thing and the mod movement since I am approximately 17, I think. I first heard about the jam when I was uh, 13, I think. There were all the boys um, at the school that were with parkas and scooters and all of them had the badges uh, from the jam and uh, I wanted to know what was it. And um, so I started uh, to, to listen to the jam around uh, uh, 15 something and I started to be a mod uh, around 16. We've not talked a huge amount about 
being a mod on this podcast yet, which seems strange given this is a Paul Weller fan podcast. What does that mean for you? Because I guess everybody interprets that in different ways. And I'd have a conversation with Paul and it would be a very different thing to what I have you. But for you, what does being a mod mean? There was a lot of mods in my town. It was the end of the 80s, you know, so it was not the, the real mod revival. It was bit later mm-hmm. and uh, there, there was there was a lot of mods uh, in my town I was uh, really impressed by their their look their scooter and, and I didn't know a lot about the music at this time because I was very very young you know I met mods older than me uh, when I was uh, 15 around around this I started to listen to uh, the jam small faces and soul and and everything psychedelic and a lot of music and uh, for me being a mod was more because of the music there was a, a side uh, you know the gang and uh, the fights and uh, I was I wasn't the fights there was a lot of fights in my town <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I was more interested in, in music than fighting I'm a lover not a fighter as Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney once said <laughs> um, <laughs> did you have the scooter? yeah I still have it uh, now uh, I have a, an old uh, Vespa uh, ah. from the 60s yeah orange oh really an orange Vespa wow my my mum said if I ever got any kind of motorbike of any description, scooter or otherwise, she'd slash the tyres. <laughs> and that's never changed. So <laughs> I still listen to my mum and pay attention. <laughs> and music-wise, so you're into the jam, but you're also really into like 60s pop as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I listen a lot of uh, 60s music and uh, small faces, but a lot of psychedelic music and a lot of bands from 60s, um, Kings, uh, Who, uh, more obscure um, music than this. When I was um, around um, 20 years old, I started to listen a lot of Baroque pop music, you know, with strings and like left bank and uh, zombies and all this thing and I'm still into this. So many things of what you're talking about, I've read interviews with Paul where he's talking about those influences, those bands as well. So automatically seems that there's this connection between the two of you. It's not only the mod thing, I think we are into the same kind of music, but I'm really into sound music, but uh, less than him, I think because yeah. he's a really specialist. I, I don't know how he finds time to do anything else. The amount of music he's always recommended, you think all he must do all day long is just listen to music. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> just consuming that constantly is, is amazing. When we focus on the jam, what were the songs that stood out for you? My favourite song from the jam is Beat Surrender. Ah, oh, yeah. the final one, the swan song. <laughs> yeah, because it's a, it's mixed the early jam and, and style concealed, you know, so it's my favorite one. When he started the style concealed, I was too young because I, I'm, when the jam broke up, I think I was 10, you know, I never saw them live or I never saw Paul Weller live, you know. I never saw him. Ever? At any point? Ever, Still ever. now? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. He's not playing a lot in France, you know. And um, I never had the chance to, to catch him on the festival or I never saw him. Not the jam and not second season. And so Paul Weller solo was something you were into, presumably. At which point did yeah, you yeah. start discovering that music? I remember when we, we were younger with my friends, we, we, we were going to a club. Uh, it was a time where Paul released the Paul Weller movement. Into we, Tomorrow yeah. and Aha, uh-huh, yeah. We were dancing on it and uh, since this... Uh, we are a big fan. All my friends are big Paul Weller fans, you know, a lot of my friends. And at which point did you decide that you wanted to start getting into music and producing and making music yourself? 
I started to play um, around 17, I think, uh, in various uh, various uh, mod bands, you know. So I had a mod band with my friends, my brother, and uh, we started to play in France. Uh, and quickly uh, we went to mod rallies, you know, in UK, in uh, France, in uh, Germany, in Spain. We toured a lot um, in Europe, but it was very... Um, a very small band. It was very obscure. You know? I started to do music more professionally um, very recently, you know, because um, I was working. I had children, uh, life goals, and um, and I started to to play music um, professionally since five years, I think. Wow! And before that, I, I was doing many things, but uh, I had a job. A real job, <laughs> yeah, a proper job. <laughs> but uh, I started to 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 concentrate only on music since um, four years, I think. I mean, and what a success it's been! So, tell me about the Super Omar because. I thought this was like a band and there'd be, you know, you and your mates, yeah. and, but it's really you. Yeah. You're the, you're the kind of the captain of this thing. Yeah. Before the Superman, I was in a band called Paul Me Taylor. Uh, I was a singer and a guitarist with my friends and we were doing a lot of gigs, but it was uh, more for fun, you know, it was in five years ago, I think all my friends had babies at the same time. So, <laughs> Everybody stopped to to, right. to to play, and I was alone. And um, so I started to do music uh, alone, and I did a, a small um, EP, you know, eight songs. It was more electronic than uh, what I was doing before, and uh, it was released uh, very quickly on a Japanese label called Rally. This is Maple Key. Would that, this be yeah, Maple, Maple Key? Key. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to sing the song myself because I ate my voice and I ate my English accent. You know? <laughs> right. I, I, I asked a friend of mine, she was called Pandora Burgess, she's English, and she sang half of the songs uh, on the first uh, EP. And after that, the EP was released in the uh, UK, in uh, USA and France. And um, just after that, um, I started to, to gig. A lot of people asked me to, to do some gigs. So I started a, a band with me because I was alone. Uh, so I asked, asked people from my area to, to come with me and, and to play. And we, we did a lot of gigs. And just after that, I, I signed a deal with Elephant Records, quite big label in, in Spain. They asked me to, to keep the band with me because it was more easier for, for them. We released the album um, called uh, Middle End Park with the band, but I was doing music alone, you know. That's when Paul and me uh, connected, you know, when we released this album. Meadow Lane Park, this wonderful album. In a way, you're kind of mirroring Paul's style council because so you're the, you're the, the man in the, in the centre of this thing, but you have these honorary councillors, if you like, who are coming in and being like temporary members of this band that sets up them by the sounds of yeah. And you're right, it gets, it gets incredible reviews. It does amazingly well. And Paul was a massive fan. So, And I saw like loads of interviews at the time. That's how I discovered the album was from Paul Weller. You know, reading okay. interviews at the time, him recommending it would have been Q Magazine back in the day when it existed here in the UK, I'd imagine. At which point did you hear that this guy, Paul Weller, is a fan of the album? Uh, Can you remember? I, I remember the first time. It was, a, you know, I know um, Andy Croft, probably the bass player, since I know Andy since the really beginning of his band, The Moons, because I was a big fan of The Moons, and we were connected together. And uh, one day, um, 
And he told me that oh, I gave your your album to Paul and he likes it. Before the album, we, we released an EP. I remember I was at home and a friend of mine told me, did you see Uncut Magazine? No, no. And there is a Paul playlist, uh, best of uh, the year. It was uh, three years ago. And you are in this playlist. Oh, no, oh, unbelievable. Okay. And uh, quickly after that, uh, Andy said, so told me, uh, yeah, Paul is a big fan of your music. I was uh, very surprised. And, uh, <laughs> it was incredible for me, you know. And uh, after that, uh, Paul and the title, uh, us to play with him and, and he asked me to do a remix of his uh, of song of him and he invited my ex-singer uh, to sing on his uh, album. It's Julie Big, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so Julie Big, well, one of the singers on Meadow Lane Park with you, right? Um, works on more on the On Sunset album. At which point do you get invited to or asked to um, to do that? I'm going to get it, actually. It's up here. Two seconds. Oh, God, I'm going to knock everything off. This beautiful thing here. Here we are. I, don't, I know it's a podcast, but I have to get this. It's lovely. I have it. right? Look at this. <laughs> this is um, the vinyl On Sunset, the remixes, limited edition remixes from the number one album On Sunset. Um, and you're there, side B, On Sunset, the Super Armad remix. How did this come about? Uh, yeah, it, uh, it was incredible to do it. So I received a message from, I think it was Andy Crot, and yeah. told me, uh, yeah. Paul wants a remix from you, so okay. Uh, I will give him your, your number, okay. And I receive uh, some message from Paul, you know. And uh, we we are chatting, and uh, yeah, well, okay, uh, yeah, I will do it <laughs> if you want. <laughs> how much? How much, Paul? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> how much before? And uh, I received the separate tracks from the song, and uh, the pressure was really big for me, you know. And yeah, uh, it was the, the early stages of the pandemic, I think. So I did it really quickly, but uh, and I remember the, the best moment. It was when I, I finished it. I sent a message to Paul, and there is a link to listen to it and and me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, told me, you know, yeah, I love it. So, and had you heard the original track at this point? Had you heard the original yeah, on Sunset? I, I, um, yeah. yeah, and was that album out? Was that album out yeah. in the shops? The first, the, uh, the album? the album wasn't out, I think, but okay. uh, I, I had it before because of Paul uh, yeah. has already sent it to me. I chose the song. He asked me, uh, "What song do you want to remix?" And I told uh, this one because. Um, I had an idea on sunset. <laughs> wow! I mean, it's a lovely track. The original is a lovely track, but I love what you've done with it as well. So, how does it work? So, he sends friends sends through all the separate files. So, he sends through like the his vocal track. He sends through the the, the violins. Uh, I asked him to send me the vocals and and uh, the strings and um, the Moog part was because Andy Cross is playing the Moog on right. the song. And I wanted to have Andy's on the song because uh, it was because of him. I only kept the strings and the voice in the baby smoking part. I do love a remix album, I have to say. And, and, and Paul's done this quite a bit on, in recent years in terms of like, extra tracks on albums. And if you buy the deluxe, you get the remixes and things. And, it, and it's just, yeah, I, think I find it fascinating how somebody like yourself there can kind of take this take these elements and build something that sounds completely different. It sounds like a, I mean, it sounds like a completely different track in a way. So it's remarkable. My way of doing remix, you know, I, I did another one at the same time. I did another one for the moons. Yeah. You did the moons, right? Yeah. And, and I did exactly the same. Uh, I only kept uh, Andy's voice and uh, the drums, I think. And uh, I did another song with, uh, they had this remix on their amazing last album. 
on the CD version, I think. Yeah, so, Pocket Melodies is a great, great yeah. piece of work from Andy and the Moons. And, and I'm hoping Andy will come on one day, fingers crossed, on the podcast as well. You can put in a word for me, Christoph. Do you get any brief at all from Paul in terms of you need to do this or I want you to, or is it just completely like do what you want, have a uh, yeah, play around? Uh, uh, I remember that uh, Andy told me uh, do what you, what you want and do what you <laughs> do, do your job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no, he, he just wanted to be surprised, I think. And did he give you any feedback? Did he go, oh, yeah, can no, you tweak no, this bit? No, it's just no, that. No, no, I, I sent him the same version that you heard, and he said to me, yeah, fantastic, I love it. So. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> One hit done, boom. And so at the minute, all the conversations that you've had with Paul, you've not met face-to-face. It's all been over oh. emails and text oh, messaging, no, yeah? No. No, 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 no. I just answer to answer to his messages. You know, I never try to to send him. I, I, when it's, if I have something to ask, I ask to his manager. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be very tempting once you've got his number in your phone to just be like, "Hey, Paul, how's yeah. it going?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I would never call him. Yeah, uh, you're very, you're very professional. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, also, he invited the Superman Omar to be on the entire European tour with him as well. Uh, yeah. The European tour that's been postponed about four or five times now, I think, and is now uh, now uh, next year, uh, so we don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, that, that must have been really cool for you as well. You'd have actually got to see Paul live. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if I, it will happen because I don't have the same band. Everything has changed because I don't know if it would be possible for my agent. Uh, I, I have a new band, I have a new label. Uh, I don't know if Paul will love the new album. <laughs> yeah. Very different, so yeah, it's very different, isn't it? So let's get into that. So now this new iteration of the band, you're on to the next step, and I love this how you it's very Weller in a way as well. And I'm guessing it's also the mod attitude of always moving forward, always pushing on to yeah, the next yeah. things. Yeah, you've been that off. We're on to the next thing, and you're working with this guy uh, Maxwell Farrington. And tell me about Maxwell. How did you meet, and and what does he bring to the party? I met him at a fe- at a festival in Paris. You know, the Mama Festival. It's a more professional festival, like Great Escape in, in the UK. And um, we were playing in the same venue. He's a singer in a in a band called Dever. Uh, it's a very um, um, noisy band. You know. <laughs> uh, really? Uh, and he was playing. He was playing just before us. So the band is a really good band, but it's very, uh, very. Uh, and um, when he was doing his sound check, Maxwell started to sing. Uh, I don't remember the song, but it was a, a song from Bob Bacharach. Bob Bacharach, yeah, okay. And I was really impressed by his voice. So after the gig, you know, we we connected together, had a drink, and and started to speak, and we discovered that we had the same taste in music, and we started. Let's do a song together. A few months after that, we, we started to, to play, to, to do some covers together. And just after that, we started to do, to do an album because everything was going well between us. And we signed, we signed a deal with another label and, uh, we have a, a new album out in a few months. When this podcast goes live, we'll be, days away from the release of this new album once and already I've read I mean there's comparisons definitely with Maxwell's kind of voice it's very you know, Scott Walker I've read as a kind of yeah. inspiration or the sound Lee Hazelwood's another one um, even the single We Us The Pharaohs a bit of divine comedy in there for me as well yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we are big fans of mainly Scott Walker and Lee Hazelwood you know uh, divine comedy we love it too yeah, because I love it. It's great, but it's but it's so different from what you from the last LP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there there is less electronic things. I just received a message because 
Iggy Pop, you know, we yeah. play two songs from the album tonight on BBC Six on this show. So he's a big fan of the new album. Iggy Pop's going to play them. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Who did, you get that, who did you get that message from? Not Iggy. <laughs> no, no, from, no. But we have the same agent in France, you know. Uh, my agent, my booking agent is a Iggy Pop booking agent. So, oh, cool. Oh, fabulous. So well done. I love it. And so no word as yet from Mr. Weller in terms of whether he likes the new stuff? No, no, no. I, I will. I, I didn't. I, I am, I'm waiting to, to receive some vinyl, you know, uh, and uh, I will send him a copy when I will have it. And is the plan then to, when we get back to some kind of normality, to take that out on the road? We already have a band. You know, oh, really? we started to, to play. We did a one uh, private gig uh, uh, in the venue to, to but a uh, residency. I don't know the term in English, but uh, we have a, a really good band with us. So we okay. can, we, we, we are ready to, to play it uh, as soon as we, as we can because uh, I think the, the first feedback from the press in France are really, really good. So I, I don't know in England, in England, I know that we have a, uh, a good review in Mojo, the next Mojo magazine. So for Paul in lockdown, it was very productive in the same way as it has been for you. He's got a new album that's out, 14th of May. Have you heard any of the new stuff? And if so, what do you yeah, I, I heard the, the new song uh, this morning. It's a really good album. I think I only heard two songs. Uh, the, the one from Aujourd'hui, Shade of Blue. No. Shade of Blue, yeah, that's the one that he's done with and, Leah, his uh, daughter, yeah. Cosmic Fringes. Cosmic Fringes, yeah. That's I only heard the these two songs. Sometimes you just want to wait for the finished album. You want that day when it comes in the post and you can unwrap it and put it yeah. on and hear it for the first time. Whereas these days, you know, so the singles market is very different to how it was. So actually, you know, there's this kind of drip feed of the album comes through. So by the time it actually lands, you've heard quite a lot of it and not in the same context. So, so for me, I've, I've heard bits of Shades of Blue, but actually I parked it and went, you know what? I want to wait now. Because I've heard two no. tracks. I've heard um, "Glad Times" is the other one I've heard from the album. I want to wait. I want to hear the whole thing in in one go. Well, for me, it's the same. I, I prefer to 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 sit down and listen to the all the whole things uh, to the other because uh, yeah. yeah. But, but it's my job to listen to <laughs> to the other to music. So. But I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Christoph, this has been such a joy. I have two final questions for you. One is you're allowed one Paul Weller song for the rest of your life. It can be the jam, the style council or solo. Which one is it going to be? One song. One song. Uh, 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 <laughs> it's it's mm, uh, probably one from the style council. Uh, shout to the top. Oh, wow. Because it means a lot for me. What memories does that song evoke? What does that bring back to you? It's, it's more, it's more um, a moment of my life, you know, when I was listening to this song a lot. Um, a happy moment of my life. So, yeah, it means a lot for me. Because <laughs> You're getting all coy on me. This is obviously, there's a special memory here, I'm sure. Though, yeah. Obviously. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, mind your own business. It's a special private memory, Dan. Shut up. <laughs> and final question. The purpose of this podcast is to be able to secure an interview with Paul, the interview and meeting with Paul that I never managed in my radio broadcast career. What should I talk to him about? What should I ask him? Um. <laughs> How does it feel to be God? (laughs) (laughs) How does it feel to be God? (laughs) 
something like this? <laughs> uh, that is a brilliant question. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, Christoph, I've loved every second of this. Thank you, man. Good luck with the new album. I can't wait to hear it. And I'm going to wait till release day. I'm having no more sneak previews, but I love what I've heard so far. It's brilliant. Okay. Just good luck with it. And look, I hope to see you on the festival circuit. I hope to see you in the UK gigging in 2021 or beyond. I can't wait. <laughs> I hope to, to, to come and play uh, in the UK. I, I don't know when, when it would be possible, but um, I really hope to come back <laughs> in the UK very soon. I don't know if I will open for him or not, but, but I, I plan to see him somewhere in Paris or in Bruxelles or something. My thanks once again to Christophe Le Super Armand. That latest album is out any day now. On my next episode, I can't quite believe I'm saying this either. I am joined by the mighty Chris Difford, legendary lyricist and all-round musical legend with the fabulous Squeeze. Chris has some fabulous Paul Weller-related tales from the early days on the music scene, and Paul even recorded a solo album at Chris's studio, Heliocentric. Heck, he even named the album after it too. Don't forget to share this episode on social media. Leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us to find new listeners to the show. You can find me on Twitter, at WellerFanPod, or on Facebook and Instagram. It's Paul Weller Fan Podcast. I'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.